Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 post-game show brought to you by Pittsburgh Baseball Now. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got our co-host, Jim Rosati, on. And we got another L, Jimbo. But we also got a W. I mean, yeah. are, are, we just, are we talking about both games or just the one we'll, today? We'll talk about both. But, you know, Regency bias. <laughs> the L's fresh. And it was a frustrating loss. But I guess you could say we split the series, the two-game, one-day series with the Reds today. So there's that. Yeah, it was it was a weird series. I think the one game was a makeup from like before the year started, and another game was was a rain delay. So right. Yeah, they had to make it a day-night doubleheader so that they could squeeze the dozens and dozens of Reds fans. You know, into <laughs> the, the dozens stands. and dozens. I know. I mean, um, they can't sell out their stadium like, you know, the Pirates. Right. Yeah. I don't know who these, these guys think they are. Um, Why do they have a parade every year celebrating opening day? <laughs> it is pretty awesome, though, if you haven't been to it. I actually never have. Yeah. But anyways. Um, but anyways. Oh, I never tweeted out the link. Let me no, you didn't. Quick. <laughs> And I was trying actually that was why I was a little distracted there. I was trying to tweet out a link while talking to you simultaneously. Welcome to my life every day. See, it's tough being a producer, the star of the show, you know, the most knowledgeable person in this room. Well, you're in a room by yourself. Glad you picked up on that. <laughs> but anyways. Uh. Yeah, so I guess let's talk about the first one. We'll talk about the good stuff. Okay. We'll talk about the bad stuff, which is the second game, and then we'll talk about the ugly, which is maybe some uh, transactions that happened happen today. Gosh. So the good thing. So the Pirates okay. win the very first game. Um, Ronzi Contreras was great. Um, so like coming off of his rough outing last time out, um, today was maybe the best we've seen him all year. Definitely the best we've seen him look in quite some time. But like every the fastball was working, the slider was working really well. He was generating tons and so, tons of swings and misses off that slider. Mm-hmm. Um, he was using that really as like a put away pitch. But yeah, six innings, one run, seven strikeouts, um, only four hits and one walk allowed. As it probably probably one of his best games so far as a pro. Certainly was. It certainly was one. I was trying to think right now off the top of my head, but that was the best one. Um, debatable, but either way, it's, it's definitely one of his better ones. I mean, the numbers have been there for quite some time for him, but it seems like every time we were talking about his start, it was like, well, the numbers were good, but he didn't look like he had his best stuff. But today, it looked, seemed like it all was clicking for him. Yeah, he looked, like I said, he looked great today. Best I've seen mm-hmm. in a while. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Rowan Z looks good. The Pirates do win four to two. There was a little bit of offense. I mean, Chavis came through with a two uh, RBI double. 
all they need is a little bit. Deo Castillo had the yeah. big home run to break up the no-no. Yeah, I mean, they were just getting mowed down by Mike Miner until yeah, the fifth inning. Deo Castillo broke it uh, yeah. with, with his ninth home run of the year, which gave him his seventh home run out of his last ten hits. <laughs> right. Oh, boy. Doesn't do yeah. anything. He only hits home runs. He, he, he does. He he just hits home runs. Like I say, I jokingly say, I mean, it's he's on that chopping block. I mean, he's he's one of the few guys remaining that's, you know, if you're looking about what oh, we've talked about, like Newman's going to be coming up. Obviously, Merzenich's going to be coming up soon. So, I mean, Diego Castillo is certainly in the talks and conversations about if he's going to get optioned down. So, it's like he, he wants to stay. I mean, he hits big home runs, but like, that's all he does. <laughs> that is. It's all he does. And, and his, uh, his competition for a roster spot. We're but I guess that'll, the that'll ugly. The, we'll save the ugly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But uh, I'm not ready. <laughs> but no, I mean, Castillo delivered. Um, I said he also had a double later in the game. But the big hit, I think, was that Michael Chavis double. That really kind of broke broke things open because uh, with the way that Contreras was pitching, they had a fully rested bullpen from last night. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that that kind of sealed the deal there. Helped seal the deal in the sixth. Yep. Yeah, I fully agree. I mean, it was a good pitching duel. Unfortunately, I mean, out of Ronzi Contreras, we know his talent, so we could expect this. But I mean. Mike Miner, <laughs> you you did that to the Pirates. The Pirates couldn't. We we understand how bad the Pirates' offense is. Like it's not great, certainly not spectacular. So I understand they're gonna have problems. They've had problems, but yeah. I mean, come on, this is a terrible pitcher, and he had a no hitter going into the fifth. Yeah, there there were a few terrible pitchers who did well today, on both sides. Yeah, true, true. We can talk about the other one on the Pirates team in a yeah. second here. But, yeah, but here's the thing, too. I mean, it's just it's so funny how – now, obviously, yesterday against Severino was a little bit different. But, you know, like the Pirates just go and dominate the Dodgers this year. They, they played well against the Yankees the first game, obviously the second game, which was more or less because of terrible pitching in the bullpen later in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you, you guys talked last night. Like it was a competitive game more or less till the eighth inning, you know. I know they were down five nothing, but it wasn't right. out wake way out of touch. But they do that, and they go against Cincinnati. They face like minor, and they're no hit through five. Of course, <laughs> the most piratey thing ever. Yeah, I mean they eventually got to him, uh, so I mean, they chased him in the seventh with four runs. You know, yep. So it, they ended up getting there. It just took them a while. You know what? Let's back off a little bit. Let's give them their excuse. I mean, it was a late night. They didn't get in. They had to wake up early. Get it's a late start for them. So yeah. I guess I can get at. Yeah, I mean, just just based off of our late podcast we had last night, that I understand what they were going through. Yeah, and I thank you guys. You know, as you said, yeah. you guys just you really pull through. We do. <laughs> we come. Right. We come through in the clutch. Yeah, we're like you the anti, the anti Brian Reynolds. <laughs> yeah this entire team in running in the clutch but yeah i mean the first game so also 
kudos to Mr. DeLay getting his very first hit in the MLB, also his very first RBI. And let's talk about that throw. He had to second to get that out. Again, was it Tommy Pham he threw out? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about money. I mean, that's putting it just – that was just so pretty. I mean, that glove never had a move. It just went here. The ball just fell in the glove, got the tag, done. I want to talk a little about delay here. And the reason I want to talk about delay is he's not good. I'm not here saying like Jason delay is the future catcher of this team. But all I simply want to say is for the little bit of time that we've seen him and also just hearing what he's about. Right. I mean, it's not like either I, you or I have like really watched him in the minors or like kept a close eye. Right. But I feel he is competent defensively. And that alone makes me want to see him and just fire Michael Perez into the sun. I guess my only, like my only thing there would be is it's not like Jason delay was hitting at all in triple A. He doesn't. Doesn't at all. He, He doesn't. Like, he's a Correct. worse AAA hitter than Michael Perez is a major league hitter. Correct. That's, I mean, I know Michael Perez is really bad, but, like, that's a pretty substantial difference to me. I guess where I'm at is instead of just being bad at everything, at least he's good defensively. And, I mean, if you're looking at, like, the rankings, I guess I'm comfortable with Heinemann as like the starting catcher more or less opposed to like Michael Perez, which, you know, they've been splitting time back and forth. Of course, now the maternity leave, you know, and such, but like, yeah, if you have to pick one, the catching situation is is horrendous. Yeah. It's, it's it's horrendous. Right. So of the bad, I just feel like I would rather have Hahnemann and Jason delay because both seem competent defensively. And that's good enough for me. Because at least that'll help out the pitching. At least that'll help out other aspects of the game instead of just being bad everywhere. So you ha- your catcher position goes over four that night. The sure. whole team goes over four. <laughs> you know what I mean? At least help out defensively. And I guess that's just where I'm at. I would be completely fine with it. Okay. <laughs> well, then we can move on because we don't need to delay this podcast any no, further. We don't need to talk about Jason any delay. more time on Jason delay. Right. But I just wanted to get that out there. I would rather see him on this club. I'd be cool with it. Cool. All right. As Dave Dave says, worst catching that I've seen from the Pirates in 47 years. I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't imagine it being any worse. Yeah, cuz I mean you had Kendall forever in the nineties and the early two thousands. Then you, you, you had Ryan Domit who couldn't catch, but he could hit like he was a pretty good hitter. And then he's like the anti too. He's, he's like the, the opposite. anti. Yes. Right. He's the anti Jason delay. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want him, but in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm cool with that. I think Heineman, like if you have to choose between Heineman and Perez, I'm going Heineman just purely from, you know, the defensive aspect because Heineman is better defensively than Perez. Um, but 
yeah, if if we're just done with Perez, I I'm fine with delay over Perez. I I would have no issues with that. Okay, good enough. So moving on. <laughs> um, I mean the first game, like it was really just the pitching, uh, as we yeah. talked. So Dwayne Underwood came in, also had a good outing. As I keep trying to tout him, like he isn't bad. He's he's not like your closer. He's not like the eighth inning guy, but he's certainly a serviceable guy in a bullpen. I still like what I see out of him. He comes in, does a thing. Will Crow comes in, now he gives up a run, and then Bednar does close it out um, as well. So like the bullpen did their job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good, good game by the bullpen. Crow ran into a little bit of a you know hiccup there, but was able to keep the game out of reach. Yeah, and Bednar. Nice, easy ninth inning. Since since that like first outing back, mm-hmm. he has looked more or less himself. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm less and less worried about him every time I see him out. Yeah, no, he he um he looked good today, and like you mentioned, he's looked good his last couple of of outings. So hopefully, he just needed like those few days off, and now he's back to normal. Yeah, I'm good with that. He just needed his ERA up a little more. Just, yeah. you know, so he looked like human a little bit. Right. <laughs> he didn't want them testing his speed. He felt bad for the rest of his teammates. Like, there his you was go. so much better than theirs. He decided, you know. I get that. Like, more. you know, when you're in, in school, right, and you, like, raise your hand all the times, so you knew every answer, and you're like, you know yeah. what, I'm answering so much. Because, again, the smartest person in the room right now. So you just kind of keep mm-hmm. your arms down. Like, I'm just, I know the answer, but I, I can't. I feel embarrassed. And that's David Bednar. So I understand. Yeah. It's exactly, exactly yeah. it. Gotcha. All right. Anything else from the first game? Uh, don't think so. All right. So that's the good. So now we can move on to the bad. So we'll talk about the second game, uh, which ironically was like the opposite. Right, I mean, the Pirates game in the first game was looking bad to begin with, and then it got good. Second game was actually looking pretty good. Pirates, I mean, it wasn't like they're blown away, you know, but they got on the board quickly, one nothing, extended the lead. And, like, the Pirates are gonna, Pirates are gonna win here. That's it's not looking like I guess I should say extended. It was one nothing. Yeah, it was um, one nothing, and they became one one rather quickly. So never mind. But it was, it was, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> too bad like it was looking positive to begin with the pitching was good and again talking about yeah. bryce harper as you want to talk about that was our bad pitcher was looking good um but there bryce was harper. Certainly... yeah bryce harper i mean it's what he looks like now <laughs> he's so good if bryce harper was pitching this is what he would look like yeah yeah bryce wilson <laughs> um i mean so bryce wilson almost lowers his season era by one full run in this game, he went into it at seven four nine. He ends it at six six zero, and yeah, I mean, he pitched outstanding. Uh, even the seventh, like he went out for that seventh inning, and that's kind of when things fell apart. But it wasn't his fault. Nothing I, to put any blame on him for, right? Yeah, I mean, he got four outs in that inning, basically, uh, and he still that still wasn't enough to get out of the inning. Like they needed five outs to get out of that seventh inning. So, yeah, I'm not going to put really anything that happened in the seventh on him. They needed six. Should have been five. He was still in there. Yeah. Two Van yeah. Meter situations. Yep. After the second one, he um, fully put on Van Meter, but right. he was involved in both. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, ultimately just bad. And then Chris Stratton came in. He looked bad as well. Not a great outing there. Stratton has a, I'm wavering on him a little bit lately. I'm not as high on him as I was. He, he just, he needs to string together some good games because right now, every time he goes out there, he's giving up hits. Yeah. Um, I should look at his game. Well, I, I almost feel almost as if it's always mixed, like good, bad, good, bad. He's just so inconsistent. Right. Yeah. I'm with you. Like, <clears throat> um, I'm not out here saying he's bad, you know, cause people have been saying he's bad for a while. Like you and I, like you've definitely been saying as well, you know, it's like, he's, he's not, he's about the same, but it's, it's one of those things like, but the results have to come. And yeah. it's just not really for, for Chris Stratton. So, yeah, there's definitely some concern with him. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, overall, and then let's talk about Stout. I mean, he was the acquisition from the Cubs. He got his, his call today. He got put into the game. What do you think? Yeah, about sure. Early, early I mean, talks. Um, first batter that he faced, he hit him. So that was, <laughs> but that was just sending a yeah. message. That's all it was. It was... <laughs> yeah. uh, I will say this: like when his slider was working, like he looked like he has a pretty good lefty slider. Um, it looked it looked pretty solid, but yeah, I mean, I'm not. I've I've no long term faith in in the guy. Okay. I mean, I'm willing to give him his shot. There's yeah, yeah. I mean, I the Cubs too. that you know also are kind of starting mm-hmm. for pitching was like, hey, here's style for some cash consideration. So, like, I'm not expecting much either from him, but this bullpen is starving for for arms. So I'll give him his shot. I feel a lot better about him than Benny Welos. Sure. Actually, they're probably about the same. Yeah, I I don't feel feel good about either of them. They both took. I mean, they've both been in the minors for like nine years. Right. Um, Okay, so fair enough. But he did the job today. Uh, So let's let's talk about the offense. Let's talk about the team here. Vogelbach still just on fire. I know, like the hit streak is over per se, but three hits today goes three for four. Uh, I mean. he was struggling for a little bit there, right? And of course, that was after we come back from the IL. And you know, there's talks like, eh, is he really DH or whatnot? And I mean, he's just putting it all together again. I mean, Vogelbach's it's giving yeah, everything, has... everything and more. I think that you could expect it of from him this year. Oh yeah, I mean, you could argue he's putting together his best season since when he was since his like All Star season, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, he he's been. Yeah, for just like a, a, a pure DH versus right-handed pitchers, he's doing just fine. Like, yeah, better than I would have expected. Right. Yeah, so like on the year, a 121 rated one rated – I can never say that. <laughs> weighted, WRC plus. How about that? Yeah. A weighted runs created plus. So, I mean, 21% better than league average. And for the deal he signed for too, I mean, he, you're making you're making money on that one right now. Good job. Ben Charrington for that signing. Yeah, uh, and the fact that you know they can bring him back next year for 
for the same amount. Um, really cheap again. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think, you know, as of right now, that's an easy option to pick up. Um, if you I'm just going to throw this out to you right yeah. now. I know the answer to it. I've seen some dialogue with it as well, but Vogelbach, he, he is doing better than you expected. He is signed for cheap. He has the year of control. Are you looking to trade him or are you keeping him? I, mean, I guess it depends on like what somebody's going to give you, but I, I doubt that a bat only who can't play any position other than DH is really going to fetch anything at the trade right. deadline. I mean, if you're thinking about teams that that are in it, they they're probably not looking for just a DH. Mm-hmm. Like they've got, they've got other things on, on their, that they're concerned about. Cause uh, yeah, I, I mean, no, I said, somebody, yes, if somebody's going to blow you away, sure. But I just don't see that happening. So I'm with you. Um, that's just my take. And I figure we'll just talk about this real quick right now tonight, but yeah, I'm with you because I mean, think about this, like the Carlos Santana trade with Seattle. I think they ended up getting up with the number 27 prospect who also was like an aged, reliever more or less yeah so again like that's for the people that are saying like look at vogelbach let's go and trade him to me quintana is a different situation which is still debatable we can discuss but like with with this i'm absolutely keeping him you, you, this is the guy that you have the control so keep him this is the team that like, it's going to benefit you next year to have him as well and if next year you want to trade him then we can talk to discuss that but yeah, like as just a DH, you're not going to get much at all. Like we talk about how corner outfielders and, you know, and like a first base is cheap and he's half of that. He's just a DH. Right. So yes, you're not trading him because I don't think there's going to be any type of package that's going to be worth it opposed to just having him on your team for next year at that price. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I said, if somebody's just willing to give you just a complete f- flyer, who not even that that they're interesting like just just kind of like a guy you mentioned an older reliever who's probably going to make the majors like I, I don't have any i don't really have any interest there same i agree with that all right cool 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 so um what else with uh tonight's game that was good <laughs> um and ben gamble had a double he scored on uh on on Vogel. he was the only run you know that that Vogel back hit in uh and then Cruz Cruz was the only other person to pick up a hit yeah. know, the rest of the lineup was I mean they only had five hits that whole second game against the Reds who decided to make it a bullpen game and they don't and have the Reds have the worst the Reds, the Reds have the worst bullpen in Major League Baseball right and they just went nine innings and gave up one run against the Pirates their guy who who closed it out Ravar San Martin. Mm-hmm. He entered the game with an ERA over nine. Yeah. And he goes out and he pitches two and two thirds hitless scoreless innings to uh to just shut the door. So it's like just pathetic offensive display. It was bad. Well, you made this transition easy because I said anything more you want to talk about that was good, and he went right to the <laughs> right to this. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was just a pathetic offensive game for pretty much most of the day. So again, I mean, they got no hit by uh, Mike Miner, you know, for 
five innings almost, and then this displayed the second game. It was yeah, like then, I said, it was looking then, pretty positive at first, but then, yeah. Robert Duggar and Raver San Martin combined for six scoreless innings of relief. Just as you would have predicted. Yeah. Yep. 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 So the first game, you know, Michael Chavis hits a ball. He loves lefties. Second game, it's a righties. He goes over four, three strikeouts. That's just kind of what we're going to get from him. I mean, I, I like Michael Chavis. That's a guy, too. Like, I, there was, oh, Anthony. I don't see him in the chat tonight. Anthony tweeted at us, I think, about uh, the poll. Like, do you want to, another guy? Do you want to trade him to the deadline or keep him? And I'm keeping him. Like, to me, Chavis just, I, I think we know his role. He is not an everyday player. He's a really good platoon guy. He plays a very good first base, by the way. Again, tonight also, it's, it's nice seeing someone who can actually pick a ball at first. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, I'm keeping Chavis around. He's going to be a nice utility guy, platoon, you know, guy, whatnot. Yeah, I mean, he can hit lefties. Um, and he crushes. It's not like he hit it. He crushes right. lefties. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he's very good against lefties. And this team sucks against lefties because it's full of lefties, right? Um, <laughs> um, but as far as trading him, I mean, I don't know if any team would even – be looking for somebody like Chavis either. So I don't know. I guess I'm, I, I don't, really, <laughs> these guys that we're talking about trading, I don't really see anybody who would want him anyways. I can see someone wanting a Chavis, but again, yeah. the, the years of control like, you, you have him for and the, what you're doing what with you, your team, you like trade for him. You're not going to trade. You him. want Chavis. You would trade, trade an Austin. Who was the guy who traded Austin Bryce or something? No, Austin Bryce is who we just DFA'd. It That's was right. Austin, Austin. Hey, Austin something. Oh my God! Who was it? Austin. Yeah. So that's how important it's, of a person. We what, what's funny is actually he's having a solid season for the Red Sox this year too. But granted, it's it's to what you're saying, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Jack Swinski with the struggles now after we hyped him up about Rookie of the Year. <laughs> bad day for Jack Swinski. Yeah. Um... Bad, yeah, but bad two games for Swinsky after a bad last game in New York. But this just kind of seems to be what he's what he does. He he gets like real hot for a bit, and then he is like really bad for a small stretch, and then he pops off a few homers again. So and he's he strikes out a lot, but I mean that's 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 just what you're gonna have to accept. Um, I, I, I would imagine I would imagine he gets going again here soon just because that's been his pattern. Well, and also there's a way. So <laughs> there's that. That's but true. It's a long, his, home, it's, his home road splits are pretty crazy. It's yeah. um, it's ridiculously crazy. But And this is a long road stretch, so we might see a lot of struggles from him. Um, yeah. and, but I want to say, yeah, Ethan did correct us. Thank you, Ethan. Austin Davis is who it was. Yep. So thanks. All right. Anything else in this game that you really want to talk about? Again, I guess we can end it with the bad part. Josh Vamier, like, what, what? Why? 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 Why, Jim? Like, what is? What does he do on his team? He pitches in blowouts. You know, I saw someone today <laughs> said he needs to get sent down to AAA so he can stretch out to be a starter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's pitched in two out of the last like 
How many games? No, I guess not two. Played twice in the last week. That's not good. No, it's and not. he's not good at that, which he shouldn't be, right? But right. But there's literally nothing no. that he's good at. Like, well, well you, let's see. You're about to have. You're about to have um, Jake Marisnik and Kevin Newman probably rejoin the lineup, re- yep. rejoin the roster. Maybe even tomorrow. They neither of them were in in these lineups tonight. Okay. So no Marisnik, no Newman. So it makes you think that maybe they'll meet the team in Milwaukee. Um, and if that's the case, then it becomes, all right, who do you send down? One of Van Meter or Castillo's got to be the, got to be one of them. Has to so be, it's not both. A, yeah, so then it's a matter of who you pick. Van Meter's numbers... I mean, if Van Meter is better on base percentage, Diego Castillo is a better slugging percentage. Batting average is the same. Neither of them seem to play very good defense. So it's basically like, do you want the the lefty or the righty? And really, with the way this team's constructed, Sad you may want the, want the righty. righty. I know yeah. that that's like they just. I just want to punch people in the face <laughs> because, like, like, and here's the other thing too to go into that. You know, like if if you go ahead and say we're going to DFA Josh Van Meter keep David Castillo on the team. Like his playing time just diminishes even further. And like, does that benefit him? You know, like you want to get him playing time. So ideally it makes sense that you want to option him. So he goes to AAA and he still gets playing time. Like he's still developing. He's still hitting the ball and not sitting at a bench and playing in one game a week, maybe two, you know, as a pinch hitter mm-hmm. or one or something like that. So like it benefits him. So it's like, is Josh Vameter going to survive another roster cut here because of that? Maybe. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. There's got to be something. <laughs> I mean, just the amount that he plays, you know, that's, that's, I, I think that's kind of just a good way to look at it is if they're picking between Van Meter and Castillo, just look who plays more. Van Meter plays Josh more. Van Meter. But, and again, why? He, he can't hit, can't play first. Also can't play second. Well, we don't need him at shortstop. You don't need him at third. He's not an outfielder. Uh, so so he's the emergency catcher. Uh, he's going to be on the team because he can catch and pitch. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I, I don't know how much longer he can stay on here, but I, I could definitely see him making it past this lap. Past this next cut, I do too. Now, at and some point, at, at some point, you're probably like G1 Bay is probably gonna like push him off the roster eventually. Yeah, just with the way he's playing in Indianapolis, like I, I can't foresee a situation where like Bay doesn't get called up at some point, just because like he deserves it, right? Um, mm-hmm. so that that could ultimately be what pushes him off. Yeah, we'll see. I guess we'll know by this time tomorrow if he's made it, you know, another day. And I feel like he will. But you're right. I mean, obviously with Bay, he needs to be added to the 40-man. So for him to even get called up, someone has to get DFA'd. That's the writing on the wall. Like Josh Van Meter, if he's still on this freaking team at that point in time, like it's got to be him. You would imagine so, unless due to some trades, they can finagle and add them both. (laughs) But 
you know, yes, I would imagine like if and when that happens, which I'm sure it's still going to be some time. But uh, yeah, but I'll, I'm with you. I just, I just see the scenario where Josh Vanmeter is still on this team with Kevin Newman and and Yoshi. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. But all right. Yeah, I don't know how much longer I can take. I don't know how much longer I can take Yoshi Van Meter and Newman. Right. Not sure right. I can do that. I'm perfectly okay with Marisnik, like being back. I mean, again, like to him, he's going to be a good outfielder. Like we'll have defense. Like we understand the bat. And he There's adds a right handed hitter. And he adds a right handed hitter in the outfield too, which right now you're forced to play. You know, two lefties basically out there, right? Just because you have to, right? So he he would help there, but uh, yeah, we'll. I, I I would imagine. I don't know if that that would mean you send Bly down. So that's a possibility too. Probably, but like the thing about Bly to me, it makes it a little bit different. Is because of the age. I don't think I'm too concerned about him still like developing per se as like Diego Castillo. Like if Bly sat on the bench a little bit and didn't get as many opportunities now, I think I'd be okay with it. I mean, ultimately, you'd rather see everyday play, right? But like to me, Bly doesn't need it as much as Diego, I feel. Especially yeah. the way Diego's playing and the way Bly is. I guess I just feel like you probably only need four outfielders. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah. Then that means. I don't know. He's got a little Bly's first base under him. So. Maybe yeah, I could see like there. maybe if Yoshi if Yoshi ends up getting DFA'd at some point, then maybe Bly can be a first baseman. I don't know. Right. So I'd like I mean, to see him. Chavis is playing more second now. Maybe Bly can. Again, I mean, there's so much position flexibility yeah. right now. Not that anyone can like play in these positions like good. But. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they got a bunch of guys who can play a bunch of positions right poorly. Yeah, like we're talking about Bly to play first base, but he's played it like what two games so far? Yeah. Four, I think at max. If that, yeah. yeah. But anyways, okay. right. So there's some possibilities, but I guess the big news, which we can end on. So the reason that Eric Stout was here and pitched today was because after Ronzi pitched a gem, it was announced that Ronzi was optioned down to AAA, which of course we know he's not going to AAA yet. He's on the taxi squad for now, but he was optioned down. I'll let you. I'll let you take the floor right now. Just spew your thoughts. Um. So the team's, you know, saying that this is a way to just kind of manage his workload, right? And we all knew that at some point we'd have to figure out a way to manage his innings because he didn't throw a ton last year. He was going to reach that that kind of that mark relatively quickly. And so, you know, it would only make sense to give him periods of time where, you know, you kind of shut him down for a little bit um, to, to stretch him out, uh, you know, throughout the course of the season. So I get the idea of wanting to do this. Um, I guess I'm just, just, I'm just not thrilled with how Rowan Z has been handled overall, you know, for the whole season. Like if this was something where, he's been with the team the entire year. And then they, they decided to do this. I probably wouldn't be as, uh, as upset about it, mm -hmm. you know, 
because then the 20 in a third innings that he threw in triple a that was just in my opinion just wasted innings like if he only had a limited number of innings to pitch this year why did we waste 20 of them in triple a when it was pretty well known going into opening day this dude's the best pitcher in your organization like he was <laughs> and like everybody knew it um so so that's kind of just what bugs me a little bit like if you're going to limit this guy's innings why did we waste so much time using up innings in AAA, right? And the, obviously the clear answer to that is service time manipulation, right? They had to make sure that they, you know, got that extra year out of Rowan Z. So he had to be down for, for part, part of April. Um, now, like, because they did that and they're now doing this, it just kind of makes you even more soured because – now you're you're entering you're getting you're going to get dangerously close to avoiding super two now. So like you're you're now manipulating the service time to like the next checkpoint. Uh, you know, I, I kind of asked Ethan to do the math here for me today, but yeah. uh, you, had a good you know, it, about it. it seems like it, it's let, let's say if you know the plan is to have them in, on the taxi squad until the the break, give them the break off. And then send them to AAA to have some controlled outings, is what you know Jason Mackey tweeted out. Um, then you're looking at probably like an early August activation, right? If you're going to give him like two starts or two bullpen sessions or whatever you're going to do with him in AAA, that's that's kind of where you're going to get to. That would put him right at 123 days of service time which is going to be like right on the cutoff for super two. Um, and then obviously if the pirates want to just make sure that it happens, they could probably just leave them down another few more days and, you know, boom, they just save super two. Yeah. You know, on Ronzi because of this decision. But I think like I said, I think it's not necessarily just this that I'm upset about. It's just the whole way they've handled them all year. Yeah, so like I'm I'm with you to this part, you know. I I think it's safe to say, and we've talked about it, you know, the innings is a real issue. You're gonna have to watch them. But that was my whole issue at the beginning of the year. And I guess so at the not the very, very beginning. So like at the very, very beginning when he was when he didn't make the opening day roster, right? I know I felt I'm not gonna speak for you. I'll let you say it if you did. I thought you did, but I, I thought well, you and I both said that we're okay with it because he didn't look too sharp in spring. So not like O'Neill Cruz. O'Neill Cruz was on fire in spring, right? And that was our problem. He did everything he needed to do in, in AA. He was on fire in spring. There's no reason he wasn't, you know, with the team on April 7th. But with Rowan Z, he did need to do in, you know, in AA last year as well. He got the call up with, you know, with O'Neill, but he didn't look sharp in spring. And I was like, I, I can understand that, right? I'm not going to put up that big of a fight for Ronzi. But ultimately, he had to make the trip because, you know, then Dwayne Underwood Jr. got injured and he was the only other pitcher on the 40 man that was healthy to even, you know, make it and get called up. So he was forced there. And in that job, that role he was doing, right, which is much like Will Crow and Dylan Peters that time, you know, multiple innings of pitching, he looked good. So. There wasn't any, oh, yeah, we have to send him back down to AAA so we can work on things. The, the hell you did 
We saw him pitch. You can hide that with O'Neill Cruz because we're not seeing him, right? This guy was in Pittsburgh. You're lying to me. He does not need to work on anything, right? But then they sent him down anyways, and that's when it was all about service time manipulation. Like, they're doing this just to manipulate his service time. And my argument was, you didn't have to do that. Just keep him here because you're going to watch his innings anyways. How do you get around that? Even though it's not right per se, but it still logically makes sense, you can do them by setting him down to also break, right? We're going to limit his time, right? There's a week off where they're not playing anyway, so why eat up service time then? Do what they're doing now. But the thing is, they did it both times, and that's the problem. Like, had he yeah. just pitched throughout the entire year and they're doing this today, I have no qualms about it. Like, you know what? I, I get it. You're going to monitor it, and yeah, is it right in the big picture? Like, like no. You're taking away his major league pay – and I was going back to the, you know, even though he's not in, in AAA per se, he's getting minor league pay. Yeah, That ain't cool, but I also understand it because, well, I mean, you're not pitching either. So I can understand both sides more, at least at that point in time. But they did it both ways. And like you said, it's ultimately for the Super 2 now. Like, that's what we're really, really playing for. And well, we got to – then we're going to closely monitor his innings in, in, in Indy. I forget how they word it. We're going to closely – Controlled, controlled controlled games that's what it was yep we'll have controlled um outings in indy that we can you know modern such and it's like you could do that in in pittsburgh too <laughs> yeah and, and you mentioned a couple things there that really hasn't even gotten a whole lot of cont- attention but but you know ethan ended his kind of his thread with it today too but you know this is a guy who has done everything that you would have wanted him to do. Like he's having success. He's pitching. Well, you can, you can limit someone's innings by saying, Hey, we're going to put you on just the IL with, you know, just a tired arm, right? Mm -hmm. Tired arm IL. And then you can, you know, stay with the team. You'll, you can, you know, maybe make a rehab outing when you're ready to go, like a quick two inning outing uh, down in Indy, and then you wait. Know, you're you ready can to control go. those too. Yeah, you can do all. That. Oh, <laughs> so if you do that, though, you know he's getting service time, which he deserves at this point. Like he deserves the service time. He is a major league baseball player. Um, and the other thing you're doing too is you're continuing to pay him like a major league baseball player. I mean, my math is probably a little off here, but just like if, if he's if he takes three weeks off of the major league roster, he's going to miss out on like seventy thousand dollars. And like for someone who this is his first time making this sort of money, that's a big deal. <laughs> like he's that's probably more than he's made in any year of his entire professional baseball life up to this point. He would be right. losing that over a three-week span because of what the Pirates are doing here. So I just think there's better ways to go about it. Um, I'm not a fan of not treating him like a big leaguer, you know, accruing service time like a big leaguer. I'm not a fan of them not paying him like a big leaguer. I said, I get the managing the innings part. I get it. Like, you can't just continue to throw him out there every six game, every six days for the entire season because it's – he just last year he didn't pitch that much, um, but there's ways to do it without just feeding into this whole, you know, stereotype that's pretty true that this team just makes everything based around 
their wallet. And that's yep. what this is, seems like it's going to be because of them doing this. They are potentially going to save millions of dollars. Yep. And that's what it is. As we talked about, like they got the year of control by having him down mm-hmm. for as long as they did originally. So you've, you've already mastered that. Like you're going to have him for the extra year. Now it's just about being cheap. It's just the, the super two aspect of it. It's just about being cheap in that. And so we just keep pounding the table with like, we just bother us so much out of one side of your mouth. You keep talking about, we're going to be player centric or let them dictate and decide based on their performance, right. And how they're doing. And then on the other side, you're doing all the old stupid shit that you've been doing that goes against everything that you're preaching. You, you, the first two guys, more or less, of this regime that's been called up is O'Neill Cruz and Ronzi Contreras. And you've done exactly the opposite of what you've been preaching this whole time. So what message yeah. now is truly being sent? Right? We heard the message, but now the delivery, we know it's BS. And that's just what bothers me. If you're saying that like it's, it's things are going to be based and motivated on money, it's, like, we're, it's about the players. Well, it sure as hell ain't. It's not at all. Like it's 100% fact. It is not. That was a complete BS lie. So now, as a player, as a young player coming up, there's no benefit of of getting that call up in the last few days of the year, thinking into that offseason, like, you know what? They believe in me. Like they call me up, you know, they believe me. I'll work hard this offseason. No, they're going to screw with me again next year. No big deal. So let me just go report to AAA. I know it's coming. Like that's it's just I, I hate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate that. And again, it's not so much that I hate it just because I hate that. I hate it because they're saying a whole complete other thing, but doing something else. Yeah. Um yeah, Matthew just said it there. Player-centric culture that limits their wages. I mean, that's all we've that's all we've seen so far. And you mentioned the, 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 the two main guys here that we've had an opportunity to kind of judge this regime on how are you going to treat your your prospects. They kind of <laughs> haven't done a good job with those first two guys. Yeah, and again, player-centric. And you want to talk about all this, and then there's Josh Bamier being rolled out every freaking day, doing nothing. And it's like, and that guy's going to get paid. That guy's getting paid money, major league money. The whole whole damn year he's been getting paid to do what? Nothing. And here I am. I got a battle and fight to get sent back down on a bus. Talk about earning your stuff. But anyways, yes, like that's just yeah. what keeps, 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 keeps bothering me about I know there's other people that are just really, really anti Charrington, right? And like, I'm not at that level. Like, I understand both, but like, that's what really bothers me about this, you know, this regime and Ben Charrington. It's that stuff. If he would be honoring what he was talking about, I would still like most of the things he's saying. Well, that's happening. But, anyways, so yeah, that's, that's our talk about Ronzi. That's where I'm at, too. You know, it's, it, it is. It's just all about money. Like, we understand the, the, the inning limit is a real thing. For those people that are thinking, like, it's not, it really is. And yeah. Tyler made a good point, too. Like, for the innings he pitched last year, what he's going to get this year, they could also ultimately be monitoring next year. 
So you talked about how they could give like a few more days this year to make sure Super 2. They could play the All-Star game again next year because they're going to have to monitor it. Like next year, his limit might be like 140, 150. So you might need a few weeks, you know? So Mm -hmm. they could ultimately do this again next All-Star break to monitor his innings. And that could be the way they ensure Super 2. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. I think Tyler brought that up. Just, yeah, just like, a, hey, yeah. Just like, like they're like he doesn't. They don't have to send them back down again this year. They can just do it, do the exact same thing next year. Look at you, Jim. So Ethan said, not too shabby. Eighty-one point two k, not seventy. I was close. So I actually, I had, I had this. So I was even closer. I rounded down because I thought I wasn't sure like what he makes in the minors. So I kind of rounded down a little bit. Oh, gotcha. But, yeah. Good job, Jim. (laughs) So, anyways, um, anything else? No, that that really did kind of put me in a bad mood going into that second game. But (laughs) uh, we'll we'll see what happens. There are some people out there who, for some reason, they think that this was all done in good faith and. We'll be back up as soon as possible, and this isn't going to affect anything. Just, I don't really give this organization any benefit of the doubt at all when it comes to a chance to save money. Yeah, I, I think the the thing is that reservation is now lost. You could give them the benefit of the doubt. It's a new regime. Let's find out. But we've been finding out, and yeah. it clearly is a motivational factor. So. I'm with you. At this point in time, I don't give them benefit out on that because they've proved me time and time again that it matters. So I'm with you. Okay. Well, now that we're all just sad <laughs> heading into Friday, anything else we want to talk about? We want to get out of here. Uh, yeah, I guess let's uh, let's get out of here. That was a short one day in um in Cincinnati, they go to Milwaukee this weekend. Three game series tomorrow night is one of those Apple TV games. So, oh, don't don't forget that Apple TV is where you're gonna have to go to watch the game tomorrow. I don't think you need a subscription for it. You just need to go into the Apple TV app. So, but uh, JT Brubaker, who has been pitching, you know, pretty good lately. So. Mm-hmm. And keep it up against uh, Aaron Ashby, who we lit up last time out. Yeah. 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 So Brewers are back. We get to see them again. But hopefully, uh, hopefully we don't see this offense in, in Milwaukee. No. Yeah. All right. Well, then, with that said, we'll see you tomorrow after the game. Put a smile on your face. Days will get better. (laughs) Talk to you later. Bye-bye. See you guys.